cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image, promote your products, create expert status, become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101, crisis management, media blitzing, it's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Cover Story. And I'm very excited to continue bringing you um, our finalists for the Public Relations Society of America's Silver Anvil. Uh, awards. So this is the Silver Anvil series, uh, where we are spotlighting some of the top performers in the public relations uh, community. And today is no different. As a matter of fact, we've got a, a two-time winner um, and a lovely, lovely woman. Her name is Joyce Truven Curry, and she is president slash CEO of C3 Communications out of San Diego. Welcome, Joyce. Well, thank you very much for having me. Yay, this is terrific. So how is lovely San Diego right now? San Diego is amazing right now, and I feel really bad for people that might be not having such great weather in the country. It's, it's, why, it's why you choose to live here. It's a great day, and there's not a cloud in the sky, and it's like 80-something, so you, you can't beat it. No, you can And you are, you know, I have to say, you are like the mayor of San Diego. No, 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 no. I'm just, a, I'm just a public relations person that's very blessed to have a business in the city. Good for you. Good for you. But when I look at your bio, which is amazing, you have done such a terrific job at completely immersing yourself into the San Diego community. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. San Diego is a really fantastic town to do um, business in. When the San Diego Business Journal did a profile on me, one of the things that, that, that resonated through it, and it, I think it's very indicative of the city, is it's a very supportive community. And I, I, I don't think it's that way probably in many markets across the country. It's just a wonderful business uh, environment, and people are very, very supportive. So I think in that likens the success that we've advanced. Good for you. Good for you. I mean, because it, it's a big little city. Yeah, well, and it's the sixth largest county in the United States. Um, you know, it's it's you know the twenty sixth media market, so it's it's you know it's not New York City or Chicago, but you know it, it packs a little punch. Absolutely, and and obviously, I think it's packing a little bit better punch lately with uh, with you because I mean, truly, when I look at your bio, just so people know, you you founded C um, three in two thousand. And yeah, I founded it when I was 27 years old and seven years ago, so everyone can do the math on that. <laughs> um, <but> yeah, <laughs> it's, been, it's been a really fun ride ever since. Good for you. And I mean, you've facilitated, you've promoted like large scale, big, huge citywide <laughs> events, including the Super Bowl Gala, which is phenomenal, or Gala. I don't know how you want yeah. to pronounce that. I, I think it depends on what part of the country you're in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, for, for um, the Super Bowl, and you did the Kids Newsday program, which was um, the largest annual Goodwill communi- community fundraising event. Yeah. You've worked in California State Legislature. You've been, you were the youngest. That's why you keep saying how old you are, because you were the youngest woman appointed president of the San Diego chapter, correct? correct. For the PRSA. Which goes to show you that don't let people say anything about your age because you can do absolutely anything, which is why I, I've got no problem telling people my age because I think that if I'd listened to somebody way back when, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Good for you. You know what? I, and I, I totally, the answer is always no unless you ask. That's right. And the world is your oyster. That's right. Go and make and it. You just have to put it out there. And we were talking about that before we went live on the air. It's just a matter of sometimes, just like you said, just put it out there and you never know what you're going to get back. But if you don't make the effort, you're never going to reap any rewards. Absolutely. And you know what they said, Fred? What did they say about Fred Astaire? Could dance a little but couldn't sing? 
That's right. Right? You got to listen to your own gut and go and make your own way in this world because you are the only person responsible for you. Absolutely. And case in point, the silver anvils are a wonderful opportunity mm-hmm. to allow you to do that. Absolutely. Because as we were speaking previously, you know, San Diego, like you said, it's the 26th largest um, you know, uh, media, media market. Media market. Thank you. <laughs> media market. Now, that's a positive thing. But then again, it's also 26 from the top. So there's sort of some predisposition as far as, um, you know, how, how big of a power it, it, it actually pops. You right. are and, and how much you can leverage and how much there is to leverage. You know, there's, there's many markets that, you know, are, are similar to San Diego, Arizona, Seattle. You know, it, it, and when you're promoting a show, like I know we're going to talk about the San Diego Vote Show, which is, a, uh, which is a finalist in this year's Silver Anvil competition, you know, one of the things that we should probably talk about today is the strategy of how, when you've got a very dense market, how can you go to the well so many times, you know, for coverage on an event, you know, and, and make it different. And I think that's one of the things that was a standout, I feel about this campaign and I think hopefully there's some some lessons in there that others that are listening to this program might be able to take with them because there was some unique things that certainly were executed that uh, hopefully other people can liken in their campaigns. Which is which is so wonderful. I mean and, and, and the fact that if you don't go I mean you guys are you know you started off as a smaller agency and you now have such a huge voice in the industry because you've stepped up to the plate. You've shown that you've got, um, you know, you have the ability to develop wonderful campaigns at smaller budgets at times that really, you know, from a from a measurable standpoint, meet and exceed the goals of the clients. Right. And and good for you. Well, I mean, thank you. You've been you you you've um, you've been involved in the Silver Anvils four times. You're a two time winner. Yeah, we won in 2003 for a wonderful campaign called Operation Thin Mint, which was founded by a friend of mine who passed away from cancer, and it brought cookies to the troops overseas. Ironically, I'm not kidding you, yesterday the Girl Scout Council of San Diego calls me and said, Joyce, we'd like to hire you again. We're shipping the millionth cookie to Iraq on Saturday. Can you come do the event for us? And I said, of course. That um, is wonderful. It, it, and that's ironic because it, it's funny that we're talking today because that campaign and she was just a genius and I was asked to work on it. And it was a wonderful experience. So we won in 2003. And then ironically, the San Diego Boat Show, which we're talking about today, uh, won in 2005. And then uh, we were up for an award last year for Belmont Park, which we spent some time talking about, which is a Midway Amusement Park here in San Diego. And that won a award of excellence. And then Amazingly enough, this little San Diego boat show, which is just such a fabulous event, um, and those people that are listening, the National Marine Manufacturers Association puts on boat shows across the country, so you maybe have been to a similar one. Mm-hmm. Um, we, it was just such a bright, shiny copper penny of a campaign that we said, gosh, you know what? We think that it might have the merits to, to stand up again, so we submitted it again, so we'll see what's going to happen in June. But it's certainly nice to be in the company of finalists because as a judge, um, the, the campaigns that, that are being reviewed are just awesome. I mean, huge Fortune 500 companies, mm-hmm. national firms, and, you know, we're a little firm out of San Diego, so... So, you know, to, to my point that we made before we got on the air, just because you're not a big powerhouse or a big company, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't look for opportunities to showcase your work and your clients. And the PRSA gives you that opportunity, whether it be through the Bronze Ambles or the Silver Ample Awards. Absolutely. And, and you cannot become a giant unless people know about you. Everyone works. Everyone takes tremendous pride in their work. And, you know, I know that it, it's almost, you know, a double-edged sword. You know, you, people don't always place enough emphasis on themselves. Right. But you spend 80% of your time at work. These award ceremonies are a wonderful way for you to um, be acknowledged by your peers and to really let other people know in other markets, um, in the same market that you are, that you have great quality work and we're a viable outlet for you to help meet and exceed your goals. Period. The end. 
Absolutely. And then there's one other component to it. Uh, it, it's, It's for your clients. I mean, how wonderful is that to be able to say, look, you were recognized you know, a, a, a fantastic company of people, mm-hmm. you know, from across the country, your, your organization. And, and that's a huge thing to be able to take back to your client or your company or your boss or your board of directors. And then the, the other leg of this is using it for new business. Oh, absolutely. Because so you've got two other components here that, mm-hmm. that, that, that really can be maximized if people just take the time to enter. Yeah, and I think that's the hardest part, because I definitely think that sometimes when you look at doing award entries, it's slightly daunting, but if you make the entries really clear, like you know your work inside and out, and I think that sometimes that's a little daunting part, is that you can't see the forest through the trees. Um, So let's do this. Let's take a quick break, and then let's go talk about your submission or your resubmission for this year. Be happy to. Thanks. Wonderful. Be right back with Joyce Truman Curry. Stick around. Cover story. We'll be back after this short break. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. Best of the web, the internet's oldest directory, EOTW.org, since 1994. Our editors scour the web, finding quality sites, providing users with spam-free resources, relevant information from valuable sites. Submit your site now for a guaranteed review in three days or less. For webmasters needing additional exposure, check out our 60-day free trial on category sponsorships. 60 days free advertising. No kidding. And don't forget the best of the web's reseller program with the industry's highest commissions, 25% recurring commission on all products and services. Bloggers, make sure to check out the BOTW blog directory and the recently launched volunteer editor program to help build the best blog resource on the web. Faster than a speeding bullet, it's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound, while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. It's a no-brainer. Reaching customers everywhere they search is smart business. However, reaching them through web and mobile search, as well as free directory assistance with effective pay-per-call advertising is, well, ingenious. Ingenio Pay-Per-Call delivers highly targeted phone call leads to businesses looking for new customers. And the advertising business only pays for new customer lead. Call 1-800-705-0632 today to ask about your free trial or go to Ingenio.com slash webradio. That's Ingenio.com slash webradio. Ingenio. Simply ingenious. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host, 
Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Welcome back to this edition of Cover Story, with our special focus on the Public Relations Society of America's Silver Anvil Awards. Uh, and today we have joining us Joyce Trubin Curry, who is the president and CEO of um, C3 Communications out of San Diego, California. Uh, four-time entry, two-time thus far winner of the uh, Silver Anvils. Welcome back, Joyce. Thank you very much for having me. This is so exciting. So last year, we spoke about Belmont Park, where you actually right. had um, a $10,000 budget, and uh, you met and exceeded your goals. I think you were supposed to grow that campaign by 16%, or te- and you grew it past 26%. You've got a very good memory. Thank you. Because, well, you make a, you make a, um, a very positive uh, impact. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it's true. Um, and the neat part about that as well, they were able to cut back on their advertising. Right. Absolutely. That was a really fun campaign because not only was it the 80th anniversary of the institution, but we also were able to calculate there's a huge wooden roller coaster there. And it's it, it, this is a midway style thing. We pay a couple bucks and you ride the rides. And we calculated the 43 millionth ride of the Giant Dipper roller coaster, which is the name of the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So it was really fun. There was a lot of really neat, bright, shiny copper penny elements to that campaign. And it was a really, really wonderful project. So thank you for mentioning it. Yeah, no, that's terrific. And I think, you know, a neat other point to it, too, is that, you know, in the past, sometimes public relations has been seen as like a bit of the red haired uh, stepchild. Right. But now, I mean, PR, you know, PR is really coming much more into the forefront and people are seeing that you can get a lot better bang for your buck with PR versus, you know, your traditional ad campaigns. Okay, so let's talk about the San Diego Boat Show. Absolutely. So, okay, super. Can you tell me, um, let's shed a little light. For What were your objectives and what were the goals that were given to you? Well, in regards to the San Diego Boat Show, it's important to understand that the National Marine Manufacturers Association, which promotes boat shows, does a, a myriad of them across the country, one of them being San Diego. It's a, at, at this particular year, it was an 18-year-old event. So it, it, it's not a new event, but there was some concerns because all of the boat shows across the country, including in San Diego, were trending downward, downward in the neighborhood of 30%. And that's, that's, that's a lot huge. of money for a business to be down across the country. And San Diego was right in that, that, that bucket. So the number one goal was to raise attendance. Uh, and we, we really were challenged to take a look at this and say, okay, how has this been promoted? What is the problem? Because events of, of such a caliber should really have you know, a rich audience of, of, of continuing uh, visitors to it, but also new visitors. And so mm-hmm. it was very, very obvious that there, there was a significant issue. Right, so really unplug. our vice was to, and this is where the campaign really had the most success, and this is why I really strongly recommend PR practitioners to sit down and do research, because we never would have found this direction had we not. And, and sometimes it's like <coughs> the back thing that nobody does or wants to do or invest in. But in the case of this, it really changed the direction of the campaign and why we won. Okay, super. So t- let's let's talk about the research. How did mm-hmm. um, what did you do in regards to research, and how did you know how to start that process? Well, I mean, hopefully, as a PR practitioner, mm-hmm. we've all you know studied that, and we practice. You know, there's a four step process: research, planning, execution, and evaluation. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's like the, the mantra of public relations. So when we really started in, we we, we had to rely on, on secondary research because we did not have a budget to do focus groups and formal studies. I mean, our, our budget for our entire campaign, everything from soup to nuts, was eleven thousand dollars, wow. which is not a lot of money. No, right. 
So we have to look and be strategic about what resource were available. Thankfully, the NMA, um, the National Marine Manufacturers Association, mm-hmm. is NMA.org, if anybody is so interested to go take a look. Um, they have a, a vast a library of resources, an incredible amount of resources that we use to get up to speed on the industry and the nuances of it. Conversely to that, they're very smart and they took best practices um, and just overall practices from their agencies of past. So that information we took a look at. So we were able to see what was working, what wasn't working, what ideas were there, and just overall see how it was promoted. Then we went and took a look at what other people were doing with boat shows in California because they were a competition mm-hmm. and saw how they were promoting. And lastly, they had an exit survey which therein we took a look at to see what parts of San Diego or, I should say, the region, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, Orange County, et cetera. Um, in, in many cases, Arizona. A lot of people have homes in San Diego that live in Arizona, and they come here when the weather gets really nasty out there. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them have boats, ironically. Mm-hmm. So the, all of this stuff really boiled down to that we found that the, despite the, the national economic downturn um, it, it, it really was that, that, that there was a perception that boating was expensive, you know, and it was this elite thing. But in reality, um, it, it, that wasn't the case. Uh, you know, family starter boats were very, very, at, at this particular time, mm-hmm. economical. Mm-hmm. Families were not vacationing away from home, but yet looking for things that were closer in. We also found out that ages zero to seven of, of kids enjoy the, with their parents some sort of a- outdoor activity a month. And the secondary target to that was women uh, were a big factor in this. And, and all of those things, families, women, were never taken into. You're just targeting to your male boat owner, maybe I'm a fisherman kind of a guy. Right. So right. you saw through all that research and why it's important that we found out that how the show was being marketed was a very, very narrow, narrow. Mm-hmm. Uh, outlet where it needed to be much broader. Absolutely. So how, all right, so now, so now you know they did a great job at focusing on men. But right. unfortunately, with just with a very narrow focus, you now have like a 30% attrition rate. Absolutely. And ha- you've got, you know, a focus of also men do not have the buying power, which we all know. Well, absolutely. Thank you very much. Power to women. So, and understanding that if you're just focusing on men and all men don't have the decision making power outside the fact that some people are going to fall off because, you know, they're having their own, you know, uh, you know, financial issues or um, their interests are changing. How do you now go and start reaching out to to these women and to families in general, which is also reinforcing the men at times as well, you know, regarding families. Right, absolutely. And, and that it comes through strategy. You know, mm-hmm. how are you going to tap these markets? And what we did is we took um, the women and families and we took every, the media, which certainly was an important market, mm-hmm. and the traditional boater. And, and what we did is we segmented a specific tactic to reach each one of these markets. I mean, segments, I should say, not markets. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and that's how I think the campaign was successful. For example, uh, you know, for women and families, you know, we're talking children with ages zero to seven. That really if you think about it, translates into a critical element of multiple units going through the gate, meaning the attendance, the turnstile. Mm-hmm. And it, that, that really right there, could you could take one person or you could take five going through. If you get the whole family unit down there, you've increased your attendance right off the bat. Absolutely. And so it's one decision. One right, decision, exactly. but, you're, but you're gaining exponentially five across the board. 
Right, mm-hmm. exactly. So we brought in a family-friendly element, and some people I'm sure that are listening have probably seen it on CNN and such. It's, he tends to do the, the circuit around town. Well, we brought him to San Diego, and it's Twiggy the Water Skiing Squirrel. And <laughs> if you've never seen a squirrel water ski, it's something to behold. That is so adorable. I want to see a squirrel water ski. So this was a big attention getter to bring the families in. And this is like, yeah. you know, we're going to do an, uh, a weekend activity. Let's bring the family out. There's let's no... Let's down to the boat show. Yeah, let's get down to the boat show. There's no harm in looking. And for the kids, there's something really fun to watch. Yeah, it's a water skiing squirrel. I mean, what's not fun about that? How did you How did you choose the water skiing squirrel? I got to ask. <laughs> you know, we heard about it, that there, he was out there. And mm-hmm. we just thought it would be a really fun idea. So we worked with our show management team. And I mean, there, there's crazy things. Out there. I mean, we promote 15 shows a year, everything from the boat show to Cirque du Soleil to art festivals to Disney on Ice to Ringling Brothers. I mean, we, the, the, the promoting shows and events is, is really forte. where mm-hmm. you know our, our, our mantra is. And you would be surprised how many wacky things there's diving pigs out there, there's diving dogs, there's water skiing squirrels. I mean, you do a little Googling and you can find stuff that's out there. So, I mean, you, you can get pretty creative. Um, the diving pigs, I really am interested to see because I don't know, we're, we're rumored to maybe look at that for the San Diego boat show for this year just i mean the, the pr connotations of fun you could have with that it's just limitless so yeah absolutely anyway, that's how we found twiggy the water skiing squirrel yeah absolutely and next year the the, the diving pig yeah we'll see okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's cool so these are some of the cool things you all right so now you've got um now you've got so a water skiing squirrel, squirrel to bring in the family to factor. bring in the family factor um, and how did right. you how did you reach out how did you target um single women well you know single women we had a um a a, a whole component of the show where you've got um uh, women at the helm, and women at the helm was to show women how they can, you know, how how to tail, trailer a boat. Pardon me, how to back in a boat, how to, you know, and, and that that was a really nice component to take what might be a very scary, big, monstrous thing, and mm-hmm. you know, hey, like anybody can do it; it's not a big deal. Um, going back to you know the family factor, we also free boat lessons, free boat rides. I mean, and people didn't really know about that. I mean, so if you want to go on San Diego Bay, which is absolutely glorious, mm-hmm. the first week of January of the year. Um, you know, it, it, and you can take a free boat ride. I mean, and for for families, that's really cool. Well, and you know something, those are, if I'm not mistaken, that's internal to all boat shows. It really is, and mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know about it. That's a huge value added. Okay, besides you could climb on the boats, and they're great eye candy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, you're talking anything in a boat show from a kayak to a multi-million dollar boat. So Absolutely. there really is something for everybody there. But there's also this, what I would call value added that you can do at, you know, most boat shows, provided you need to have an, a, a marina. <laughs> right, right, right. You can't, you can't be, a, you can't be landlocked. Detail. So right. if your boat show doesn't have a marina, you probably might not have the free boat ride. Right. You might want to look at that. Right. You're right. But the manufacturers offer free sea trials. Yeah. And that is cool. And you can that's go out. very cool. And it's taking, and see, that's what we were talking about before. Sometimes when you're immersed in your own program, you can't see the forest through the trees. And it's something they took for granted, but not everyone knows about. So, yes, for a great day out, you can go get, like, you, you can go on a cigarette boat. You can go on a sailboat. They're going to take you out, and they're going to take you around. And that's a cool life experience. Absolutely. Outside the fact that it gives you a, an awesome opportunity for someone saying, hey, we're just going to go and look. It's like going to a dog store. You know, <laughs> we're just going to go look. We're not going to buy. Well, now you're there, and it's fantasy land. And good for you. So, um, all right. So you got now. How how did you measure the results on on these two? Um, were you able to measure the results um, separately, or was it in one full? It wasn't in one number. It was collectively in okay. one number because there is so there's other elements that we did. For example, um, and it all came into one bucket in the end uh, for 
the media. This, this event had always been just said, hey, it's a boat show, come on down. Mm-hmm. So what we did intrinsically, we sat down with our team, uh, the San Diego Boat Show team, we said, okay, well, what, what elements are here at the show? You know, so we, we, a couple of the days we focused on the more of the family stuff. Another day we focused on the economics of it. Okay, so economics might be down in the country, but do you know that you can get into a starter boat for less than $10,000 and have a wonderful family experience? Do you know that it might be cheaper? This is a story that we did mm-hmm. um, this last year. It's actually cheaper to live on a boat in San Diego than a buy a house. I believe it. Yeah. I believe it. <laughs> probably cheaper in a lot of parts of the country for that. So, you know, there's a lot of wonderful, rich stories that, that, that we were able to tell, and, and, and we, we took it to, and this goes back to what we chatted about at the beginning of the show, you, you need to be really smart about how you're going to the media. It doesn't matter to me if it's a boat or if it's Cirque du Soleil or if it's Mickey Mouse, and we work for them all. Um, <laughs> I'd love to have Mickey Mouse as my boss. be able to tell people why they should care, and that really boils down to... Any PR campaign, why should somebody care? And, you know, people ask us, who's your number one client? The media is our number one client. Absolutely. I don't, you know, at the end of the day, I need them to, you know, communicate. And what we did is we took a look at the show and we said, how are we going to go to the well? I have six TV stations in this market. I'm a one paper town with 50 community publications and a couple radio conglomerates. Okay, mm-hmm. how am I going to make my story? Why should they care? My, my job was to make them care. And so by finding these, these bright, shiny copper pennies, we really looked at the show and said, what, what stories are there? Why should they come and cover our load-in on a Tuesday and yet want to send a live truck for morning shows on a Friday and then also come back on a Saturday? Why would the same network want to do that? And we made them want to do that. And, and that goes back to when you're working with your media – you need to look at it. It's not just a one-sided campaign. Mm-hmm. You need to look at wh- where else. How can where you else make can their I life? Make people care. Yeah, and how can I make how can I make a journalist's life easier? How can I right. give them a story that's going to be important for their listening, viewing, or or reading audience? Right, and what trends are going to be there? And then uh, you know, uh, to another point, you know, where, where where can this make a difference to somebody? Uh, is, is taking a free boat ride going to make a difference to somebody at the end of the day? Probably not, but you know what? They're going to have a really fun time, and, 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 and it's something that's really economically reasonable. I mean, kids under you know a certain age at our show are free, so it's a really affordable family outing. You know, what and are you I going think, to do this weekend? Let's go to the boat show. Yeah, absolutely. Let's have a life experience. And I think you touched on something that's so very important um, that I'm seeing as a really consistent theme this year is understanding, yes, making people care. People are much more... Um, people are going to be enrolled a lot easier if you put it in terms of how it's going to benefit them and how they can make right. a difference to something. So yes, if I can go with my family and I can learn about boating, I may not be ready to buy a boat today, but an educated buyer is a much better buyer and it's a more loyal buyer. Um, I don't have anything to do for the weekend. What am I going to do? This is terrific. And from the, t- from, um, the media outlet standpoint, having stories, you know, so today's a family day, tomorrow's more the single woman day, you are making their life easier by providing them with very single focus stories that allow them to come back and continue to give you coverage, which is not redundant to their, um, to their audiences, but continue to give them rich content. Absolutely. Yeah. And then you need to look at creatively how you can go and maximize this. Like we took the, 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 the going back to advertising, we took the advertising by and we said, okay, what stations are, are we on? And then we went and looked at, knowing that it hadn't changed in a while, right. what stations are we not on? And why should those people care if we're not spending dollars? To put us on the air. So we came up with a Boat Show Family Fun Pack, which was a little cute. The mascot for, for all the MMA is a little cute um, plush 
dolphin named Skipper. Cool. So we took a little Skipper doll, and he's no bigger than your, your hand, and we put four tickets in there. We put an activity book that we found the anime had, and we wrapped it all up in a really cute bag with a slapped sticker on it. Boom. There's your fun pack. And people loved them. I mean, it was great. We got we got so many radio hits. It, it was it was it was great. I mean, we had we, I have said that we needed to target at a hundred, and when all is said and done, from this little 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 thing, no, I target we had to target seventy five, and we hit a hundred. Good for you. Spoke. but you see, it, it was something that was very very simple, and it was something that that, that showed value out of why should I care, and people loved it. Oh, absolutely. And once again, you took it down to lowest common denominator, made it, like you said, very simple so people could digest it easily. And you enrolled them because at the end of the day, it is fun to show up at the boat show. There is a ton of information that you can get there. So from um, from an attendee standpoint, being able to focus and say, hey, you know, we you know, our goal is to um, to grow this and, and revive this by a certain percentage. It's just as easy to reach out to one person as it is to, let's say, an average family is, you know, three and a half people for example. So, right. you know, good for you and coming up with these campaigns. So maximizing the buys that they had with the existing stations and then creating something t- with the stations or the media outlets that they weren't buying from that would get them to give you guys coverage. And obviously, you know, to that effect as well, if you're reaching out to them and you're not making a buy with them, it'll give them a little bit more impetus maybe to do something with you, show that they're performing for you. So maybe some of the ad buy will, you know, get thrown their way as well next year. Yeah, you never know. And, and, and that was actually the case of what happened. Um, the following year, you know, the buy was mixed up and people that did give us love, you know, that, that were, were wonderful fits, they, they wound up getting some dollars thrown their way. So, you know, it serendipitously works out for everybody sometimes. And that's, that's a beautiful thing. That is phenomenal. Joyce, I've been so caught up in chatting with you. I did not watch the clock. Um, and unfortunately, we, are, we need to wind this down and I'm very upset. Can we talk very quickly about the evaluation? Absolutely. Well, the, the, the attendance is, is it. I mean, at the end of the day, the gate of a show for anything, it, regardless of what your product is, that's where it's measurable. And, you know, we, we exceeded the numbers that, that we wanted to do. We really we nailed the 30%, which was wonderful. We're one of the few shows across the country that did. And we, we over-exceeded the, the amounts of, of TV and radio and print that we set up internally as our objectives. We got 120 TV hits. We're talking mm-hmm. in a matter of five days. Wow. Um, you know, the, the Twiggy got picked up on Good Morning America, <laughs> the Today Show, and CNN, and we got almost 100 print hits, again, over a span of a week, and we got over 100 radio mentions by doing those Boat Show Family Fun Packs, so there's a lot of really wonderful, um, you know, nuggets to this campaign, and we're really excited that we're in the, 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 the company of these wonderful um, finalists this year. I, you know what? You're in phenomenal company, and look at you. Third time's a charm. And you've already, you know, you've already landed two of them. So congratulations for all of your awesome work. Well, thank you very much for having me. It truly was a pleasure. And thank you for taking the time to, you know, showcase the Silver Anvil Awards. It's, it's, they're, they're just wonderful, wonderful campaigns. And hopefully um, your, your listeners will have gotten some, some great things out of this program and the future ones that you're doing, because I know you're doing quite a series for PRSA. And so thank you for supporting the industry. Thank you. All right, everyone. So we'll be right back on Cover Story. Stick around. Cover Story. We'll be back after this short break. Attention WebmasterRadio.fm loyal listeners and our premium podcasters. If 
you are experiencing trouble listening or downloading from webmasterradio.fm, you can help us help you. Click on the news tab of our homepage and look for Experiencing Connectivity Issues. Then follow the simple instructions for filling out an Akamai support ticket. Webmasterradio.fm is proud to stream our first-class programming by providing multiple listen live links on our homepage via our new content delivery network, Akamai. Akamai. If you are experiencing trouble listening or downloading from webmasterradio.fm, click on the news tab of our homepage now. Help us to keep everyone in the B2B business world connected to webmasterradio.fm. Enjoying top payouts and unparalleled affiliate support is as easy as XY7.com. Just call 1-866-XY7-PAYS and see how it pays to join XY7 for increased conversions and higher revenue via the newest and hottest ad campaigns. Call 1-866-XY7-PAYS today or sign up at XY7.com and find out why thousands of other successful affiliate marketers already know. So don't wait. Call now. 1-866-XY7-PAYS. Pays. That's 1-866-XY7-PAYS. XY7.com. The only ad network you'll ever need to get paid. XY7.com. Faster than a speeding bullet, it's the super way to pay. It's Fast Transact. Fast Transact is the safe, secure, and fast way to process credit cards, online checks, and gift cards. Find multiple payment gateway and merchant account options to keep your costs down and sales up, up, and away. You can build your business empire in a single bound, while Fast Transact fights the never-ending battle to keep payment processing safe and secure. Your quest for an e-commerce solution has found its final destination. Fly over to FastTransact.com today. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with PaperPost, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at PaperPost will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through PaperPost. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Have you heard that content is king? Yeah, what's that mean? I don't even have a clue. Hmm, wonder if that's important. Important? Search engine optimized web content is essential. Essential for maximizing page rank. Essential for increasing sales. GetWebContent.com is the internet's foremost provider of custom written search engine optimized copy. GetWebContent.com is easy to access and ultra cost effective. Right now, copy is indeed king. And GetWebContent.com is the king of copy. Check it out today. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hello, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin. Welcome back to this uh, very special edition of Cover Story, we, where we are doing a special focus on the Silver Anvil Awards, uh, culminating June 14th. And continuing with our very exciting uh, series, we have on the line with us Steve Littlejohn and um, Rita Holman-Bobo, who are both with Express Scripts. Uh, the campaign is saving billions with generic medications. Express Scripts Incorporated um, with the Pedia Spira Beardsley. It's the 2007 PRSA Silver Anvil Category 8B, Marketing, Consumer Products, Healthcare Services. Welcome, both of you. Well, thank you very much. We're glad to be here online with you. This is terrific. Hello, Rita. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Okay, so you guys, this is a huge campaign. 
This is, I mean, really, I mean, when you talk about healthcare, healthcare is obviously so important to everybody. So um, understanding people's sensitivities and understanding um, how to best present yourself is extremely important. Let's talk about um, the campaign itself. And, um, you know, and let's first talk about your objectives. Well, our objective was to take help our clients. These are plan sponsors of pharmacy benefit plans that are unions, uh, employers, uh, state governments, uh, and, and uh, health plans that provide a pharmacy benefit to uh, over 50 million Americans. And this past year in 2006, we had a tremendous opportunity to take advantage of a new generic drug in the uh, statin class. This is the class of drugs that helps to fight cholesterol which is, uh, you know, one of the biggest problems that we face in terms of health and uh, heart disease in our country. Well, in June, uh, Zocor, which had uh, a very good drug uh, uh, made by uh, Merck for a number of years, was going generic. Uh, the generic name is called Simvastatin, and it provided a great opportunity to, to help people save money because generics are much less expensive than uh, brand drugs. Absolutely. I mean, sometimes, I mean, what would you say on average the, the difference in cost is between generic and, and brand? It could be about 50 to $60 per prescription, per 30-day prescription. Which is massive. So, I mean, it benefits everyone across the board, mm-hmm. so to speak, outside of potentially some manufacturers, if people are educated properly in regard to um, the generic brands. Right. Okay. Right. And, um, and that's the key to it. Uh, we had a multifaceted campaign. Uh, obviously, we uh, were ready to speak with the news media. Uh, we put out information and did studies on the uh, savings potential of generic drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, and just taking a look at uh, just a, a limited number of uh, classes, so you can save upwards of 20 to $25 billion a year uh, in the country if you just use uh, more generics even beyond the, uh, the cholesterol-fighting uh, class. We put that information out, but really the key of it, the heart of it, mm-hmm. is getting information and education and assistance to patients right at the time when they were interested and willing and able to make a decision uh, to try a generic. And mind you, uh, every prescription that was changed from a brand drug to a generic drug required an individual patient saying, yes, you can contact my doctor to see if it's okay, or yes, I will take this letter to my doctor and ask the doctor if it's okay to do. Which is important. One patient at a time. Okay, which is, but that's huge. So one patient at a time that adds up to a $25 billion savings, that's a lot of hard work. So how do you take, how do you refine that process so that you can reach um, the most amount of people in the simplest message? Well, I think well, one, one thing to make clear is that what we've saved in this particular class in 2006 alone was $126 million. The 20 to $25 billion is if you uh, can do the same thing across a number of classes of drugs, and that shows the potential that we've got. And we do it through letters. Mm-hmm. We have letters that arrive at just the right time when uh, a drug has just gone generic or we've made a change in our formulary. Uh, when they call into our uh, call centers, our patient care advocates are equipped with information to help them make a change. And then we also, uh, when send out letters, let's say if you go to the pharmacy and you get a more expensive brand drug, that registers in our system, and we send out a letter after that saying, uh, we noticed that you got this particular drug more expensive. Here's an opportunity the next time you go to the pharmacy pharmacy, they get a less expensive drug. Then we also provide assistance. We'll do outbound phone calls. 
uh, to folks and ask them if we can help them make a change. And all of that uh, really made a difference on a uh, patient-by-patient level. Yeah, you, you did something like 1.2 million patient letters. Mm-hmm. You had 100,000 mm-hmm. educational conversations with patients and 25,000 interactive voice recognition messages. That's right. This We mobilized our entire organization. But I have to speak uh, 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 with a great deal of gratitude and pride with uh, how our clients, our plan sponsors, uh, uh, stepped up and, and really got involved in this campaign. They were excited about it uh, from uh, employers at the state health plans to um, uh, managed care organizations. Uh, uh, when they saw that it began, the work the way it did uh, that was wonderful which is terrific which is terrific and being able to refine what was the toughest part before we go into the media outreach what was the toughest part for you guys in regard to formulating because it's like a massive campaign how did you boil it down so that people could easily implement it and you know you were communicating um, as smoothly as possible to all of these frontline people well, you know, we've got a great organization here at Express Scripts. Uh, we have people who are used to and, frankly, really enjoy collaborating with each other. And this is something that, that involved the entire organization. Um, as the communications and the public relations function, we were integral to it, but it involved folks who work at our home delivery pharmacy. It involved folks in our product development and product management section. It involved our chief medical officer uh, who... Uh, was involved in uh, signing the letters and talking to the news media. And we held uh, frequent uh, meetings uh, several times a week where we had all hands on deck, as it were, to make sure that we were on track. Uh, We uh, had uh, some very talented project managers that uh, kept us on course. And um, people worked some long hours, but uh, there was a lot of creativity, a lot of innovation that made this happen. Uh, I can't say that everything was fully cooked and baked the day we got started, but we were, uh, (laughs) uh, as we were pulling things out of the oven, we were uh, coming up with new recipes and putting them in the oven in order to make this all work. Good for you. I always say, uh, you know, we we usually do things with the paint still wet on the house. So (laughs) I like like the cookie baking uh, um, story. Okay, so now you've also, okay, so now that's what we've done from, from, from a frontline approach, you know, um, expressly from, um, you, know, expre- you know, no pun intended, express um, scripts. Right. Now you also did a media outreach. So more than 270 media outlets around the country reported on ESI's generic savings mm-hmm. report, which is terrific. So all, really, all of the major media outlets you got, um, you enrolled, which, you know, CBS News, CNN, NBC um, News, Fox News, et cetera, you... Um, you realize more than 100 million media impressions, mm-hmm. which is tremendous. Well, you know, we did a number of things. First, uh, back in 2005, as we were uh, sort of getting up some momentum and getting ready to get rolling in 2006, um, we developed a rather uh, detailed plan. Uh, we developed our messaging. We uh, got our spokespeople ready, our chief medical officer, um, and then we went out and started informing our clients. And uh, our strategy was uh, to be caught doing good stuff in this case. Um, and so when the first call came through from, uh, I believe it was the Associated Press, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Teresa Agavino, who was healthcare uh, reporter there, uh, said she'd heard about uh, what we were doing with our formulary for 2006. And she says, well, have you put out a news release on this? And we said, well, no, actually, we haven't. 
Okay. Uh, but we figured that in due course we would be caught doing good, and that helped us uh, uh, with the story. It made it fresher. Uh, it meant it, uh, it moved at the time that uh, the media was interested in it. And shortly after the AP broke the story, um, I'll give Teresa credit there. Good for you. Uh, uh, Reuters and other outlets, Bloomberg, all came soon after that. Uh, and then we, uh, you know, kept the momentum going, uh, constantly available to uh, the media if they wanted to dig deeper into it, uh, articles like uh, the New York Times or, or Barron's. And then to keep the momentum going, we issued studies about uh, the potential savings from generic drugs. So um, we kept things rolling for uh, about six to eight months there. Good for you. Uh, oh, and Steve, and may I interrupt you? I really you? do believe that the tide turned uh, from uh, the news media and reflecting the public uh, being concerned well as a generic and appropriate substitute for a brand to uh, uh, this is a great thing, we've got a movement here, it makes a lot of sense to do this, and you can just tell it by the tenor of the news coverage. Absolutely, and I think, you know, really, I think a lot of the what I'm hearing from you, and it's interesting because we had on just prior to the both of you, um, Joyce Trubin Curry who, um, you know, we were talking about her um, finalist entry for the boat show, the San Diego boat show is instead of like you said, you know, it's interesting, not wanting to put out a news release, you wanted to find something that the media would care about, and they would pick it up. And if they care, there's more of a story there, and they're going to hold the gauntlet for you. And I th- hey, you've got it. That's right on target. And that's the important part. If you get, and, and you know, she mentioned it, and I think the whole, you know, we're seeing such a movement lately is enrolling people in your cause, making them be a part of it. And if they can break the news, if they can see the positive side for themselves, the best, the best people to champion you are educated people and inspired mm-hmm. people. Well, it's using this, you know, you hear a lot of talk these days about word of mouth and buzz marketing and, and what have you. And in a sense, what we're doing here is uh, that's, that's the way of getting the uh, getting the news to the news media and it has a kind of freshness to it that it might not otherwise have if we were trying to talk them into doing a story off of the news release on our timing. Well, exactly. And, and petering out the information that you believe to be really important versus them being able to understand their, you know, their, their listening audience, their viewing audience, their, you know, um, um, you know, their reading audience and understand this is timely for our people and this mm-hmm. is the information that we want to dispense and this is the spin we want to put on it as long as obviously it's, you know, the reporting accurately on what you guys are offering. So that's mm-hmm. tremendous. That's tremendous. So now you've gone, now you've gone and done it, Steve, little John. I love your well, life. it wasn't me. I was just one, one part of a large, large team that worked extremely well together <laughs> and that's what made it very exciting. I, you know, I have to say, I love the both of your names. Mm-hmm. Bobo and Little John. <laughs> it's, oh, it's quite a team. It is quite a team. It is quite a team. Okay, so now we've got we've enrolled the media, or they've enrolled themselves, I should say. And your your the third objective was increased share of lower cost, high potency anti cholesterol brands. Mm-hmm. So um, let's say it says Lipitor use among um, amongst your company plan members dropped twenty one percent in two thousand six. This was more mm-hmm. than double the 8.7% decrease seen nationally. So across the board, um, my goodness, you got, um, saved, they saved $126 million on anti-cholesterol medications alone in 2006. That's right. And yeah, this was, was the, the largest, largest managed <laughs> share shift in pharmacy in history as far as we can figure out. And uh, to have made this happen, it shows that uh, you might say it's called the power of us. Uh, in other words, okay. of the uh, 50 million uh, uh, 
patients who are part of our plans, uh, the close to 2,000 plant sponsors that we work with and organizations, uh, if we all come together and, 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 and step off together mm-hmm. toward uh, saving money Absolutely. while enhancing and, and, and health outcomes, um, you know, there's a lot that we can do, and we, uh, we showed it here. Good for you. Good for you. Now, Rita... Um, I ask you, what what is what are some of the elements here that you're most proud of? Well, I think uh, one of the things that we're proud of is that we were able to do what we've always been doing, which is working to save uh, our clients and patients' monies, uh, while also uh, maintaining or not sacrificing clinical outcomes. So that was uh, very important to us, and you can see from the results that you probably have in front of you that we were able to do that uh, quite well. Good for you. Good for you. And how do you feel that you did things um, differently that really enacted a much faster growth rate than you anticipated? Well, let me let me try to answer that. I think that um, uh, the kind of different things that we did uh, really was right at the point of communications uh, uh, with patients and members of the plans. It's uh, realizing that just setting up the financial incentives is not enough, and that you need sustained communication, you need uh, clear information, you need that to come at just the right time when, when folks are interested or willing to make a decision, and then you have to add on a bit of assistance along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you can't just uh, expect people to, um, to do it just because they've run some numbers and did a calculation. You've got to, to be there and uh, provide the help and information in a sustained way. And then you provide a context and an environment so that when they're turning to the pages of the newspaper, uh, they see they're part of something bigger, part of something that has got uh, uh, got a positive uh, uh, wind, wind in its sails. Now, let me ask I think you. A, a lesson for others to mm-hmm. learn is that we can't assume that healthcare consumers understand and know uh, how to save money and that uh, we have to do a really good job of educating them and helping them, you know, put the pieces together because we know they want to save money. Everybody wants Absolutely. to save money and reduce the cost of healthcare, but sometimes they just don't know how. And this was uh, a campaign of, of helping them to see how to do that by by the uh, patient education and uh, in addition to that, information was sent to doctors. And so it really was a... a, a, a a well-executed education campaign. Well, well, you know, we were also prepared for... Yeah, I was going to ask you about this. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> well, actually, we were also prepared for things maybe not going the way we mm-hmm. wanted them to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, for that, we uh, we reached out and, and, and built up a, uh, uh, a really enthusiastic and positive group of physicians and researchers and uh, clinical pharmacists who were standing at the ready uh, to talk to the media about the value and importance of uh, generic drugs and the fact that they were safe and clinically sound. Um, 
fact of the matter was is we didn't really have to call on them all that much because fortunately the media was already there, but we were ready. Yeah, that's the important thing is, I mean, because re- reality is this. Healthcare, obviously, I mean, it's a very serious topic. And when you have people taking, you know, Lipitor or, you know, any of these other drugs, you know, you have a brand loyalty because it's something that's like, oh, my goodness, it's saving your life. And hopefully when you go back to the doctor time and time again, they're showing you, you know, marked improvement in your, in your personal being. So now to take something that's a very scary you know, my God, heart disease and, and, and what have you, something that's very scary to begin with and say, you know, we asked you to put your faith in this brand and you've had your faith in this brand. Now we're going to ask you to sort of, you know, step out onto that tight wire and try something different. Most people, and, and I, it's a horrible thing to say, my, my dad happened to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm a little bit more educated than a lot of people are, but it's, it's scary to you know, I mean, there's not that many places where you have loyalty these days, but I think a lot of people have loyalty to certain, um, you know, brand drugs because they're used to taking it. It's, they're making them feel better, even if they're not making them feel better. They go to a doctor who says this is making you feel better because we're getting test results. What I mean, how how hard was it? Because there is a misconception sometimes that generic drugs are not as good as the brand. What did you guys do in that? Because it was very transparent to get people. Um, away from having like the brand loyalty with the with um with the non-generic or the brand drugs, to you know sliding them seamlessly right into the generics. Well, I think number one, it's very important to say that Lipitor is an absolutely wonderful drug. It's a, it's a great drug. It does its job. Mm-hmm. Um, it provides uh, a lot of value, uh, and it wasn't that Lipitor was any less clinically sound. It was you know, spot on clinically. Yeah, it's just that all the experts, uh, all the studies, all the physicians mm-hmm. showed that there were other alternatives in the uh, in the statin class and uh, that would be uh, less expensive and still do have the same kind of effect. And then we had that kind of information, that kind of those studies that we shared with reporters who were working on that, who raised that question. But then I think another important thing that we brought to people's attention was that the reason why we were getting these new generics mm-hmm. that were comparable, that are good alternatives, is that they were once great brands themselves. Uh, Simvastatin, you know, the generic Zocor was Zocor, which is a wonderful drug. We've been on the market for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Another uh, generic in this class, um, Pravastatin, had been Pravacol. And uh, even before that, uh, Lovastatin. Um, and that went generic a few years earlier, and all of them at one time were uh, really great uh, brand drugs. And I think another point that we made um, was that uh, the folks out in California and the Kaiser uh, Health Plan uh, are very, very big on using generic drugs, and uh, they had already reached a generic uh, uh, dispensing rate of close to 75% in this class, even before Zocor went generic, even before Pravacol went generic, and they were using just one generic drug, Lovisatin. Okay. Uh, and and if, a, if a group as prestigious and as highly respected as the Kaiser Health Plan was able to do that uh, in a leading-edge kind of way uh, a number of years ago, uh, that gave, uh, gave this whole effort a lot of credibility. Absolutely. I mean, you know, especially having someone like Kaiser Permanente behind you and then Mm -hmm. all the other primary research that you did. Um, Wow, you guys, congratulations. I mean, this is a huge major endeavor and making people look differently at something that they probably don't want to look at at all. 
outside the fact that it's nice for everyone to spend money, that was a big, you guys did a really great job with trailblazing in regard to education, in regard to, um, you know, obviously frontline management and then, you know, getting the media to enroll the media to, to carry the gauntlet for you is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, yay. Well, listen, kids, um, I really appreciated having you on. On June 14th, um, we're rooting for you. I think this is tremendous. And I would love to invite you back, both of you, to be guests because I think you have a world of information to share with the listening audience. And we'd be honored. Anytime. Just give us a ring. All right. That sounds terrific. I'm going to take you up on that. All right, you guys. So that was Steve Littlejohn and um, Rita Holman Bobo, both with uh, Express Scripts, saving billions with generic medications. Uh, We'll be back next week with our continuing coverage on the Silver Anvil series. Have a great day.